0: Welcome to the Confident Like a Mother podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Norwood, a wife, mom of two, a life coach, and a counselor. But above all these titles, I'm a human who is so passionate about helping other moms feel alive and confident. My mission with this podcast is to help you, the human, reconnect with yourself and your identity beyond being a mom. On this show, I'll share moments and stories and interviews and expert strategies to manage your mindset and take small action until you are living a life that you are so obsessed with. I feel that becoming a woman who is happy and peaceful and confident is the most inspiring thing we can do for ourselves. One of my favorite things to watch is other women win, including you. Welcome to the show. What's up, friend? How are you? I hope you're doing fabulous. I hope you're having a fantastic start to your week. Happy Tuesday or whatever day you're listening to this on. And welcome back to a new episode of the Confident Like a Mother podcast. I wonder always when I'm recording in my closet, I'm wondering if you guys can tell if I'm recording at night or in the morning because... I notice when I like listen back before editing when i 'm recording at night i 'm like whispering but talking loudly i don 't know it's kind of weird, but when i 'm doing it in the daytime it's like I can speak freely but everybody in my house is sleeping right now. So I'm like kind of whispering, even though I'm like tucked away inside my bedroom, inside a closet and like no one can even hear me at all. I like can't raise my voice. (laughs) I don't know what it is, but I always like, I'm curious if you guys can tell the difference. Either way, there is something that I have been struggling with lately, like not in a real struggle sense, but like something I just keep going back and forth and thinking about and grappling with is like, This notion of how do you really love and accept something and still want to change it? And think about, you can insert yourself here. Like, how could you really love and accept yourself for who you are and still want to change? And this is like what has brought me to this thought time and time again, because when thinking about what I do as a life coach that helps moms and also what I do as a therapist... I just felt like I was, I'm missing it or I have been missing it for a little bit. And I've also decided that I'm no longer using the word like self-improvement or like self-improvement books or self-improvement podcasts or whatever. Like I'm no longer using self-improvement or the word like improvement because to me, I started to really dig into understanding or what I've attached to the word improvement because it implies that something's gone wrong. And while growth just feels better for me personally, so personal growth. And in growth, there's no like rating or there's no like hierarchy. It's just like growth and expansion. And then it's our own evaluation of growth where like the judgment comes in, whether it's like good growth or better growth or whatever. But I'm sticking with growth, personal growth, rather than like self-improvement. Because again... Improvement, to me, indicates that something's wrong or it implies that you're just like not good enough where you are right now. And this has kind of thought me to expand on last week's podcast episode because if your motivation for change or if your motivation for transforming your life is coming from a place of like self-hate or shame or needing to fix yourself, it will only produce more shame or self-hate or only produce more thoughts and or beliefs that you need to change yourself and something about you is inherently wrong. But the only way to change or the only way to stop your shame spiral is to change the thoughts that you have about you, that you are being right now. And not to make yourself better or to make yourself feel good enough, but just to love and accept yourself. And it's only after you do this, the loving and accepting yourself, that you're able to do any other thing change any other behavior that you want to change right now and i feel like up until this point up until this very episode of the confident like a mother podcast i feel like i've been speaking to the woman or to the mom that feels like her life is out of control or feels like her life is too stressed out or feels like her life is just like a hot mess or her feels like you know she has a lot of negative thoughts about herself like i've been speaking to that mom and what i've Kind of come to terms with or what I've kind of been grappling with is again that thought of like, you can always be slightly better than you were yesterday. This thought of like constant growth, constant evolution and you could think you're freaking amazing at nine out of 10 areas in your life and still really benefit from working with a life coach. And not only will that like 10th area improve upon, but all those other nine areas will freaking skyrocket. So, Here's, the, here's like an invitation for every mom listening that's, you know, not feeling like she's a hot mess in nine out of 10 areas, but there's that like one area maybe she's struggling with, whether it's your body image or your communication style, or maybe it's like your career or your job, or perhaps it's your relationship and or your marriage that might be in question here. Consider listening to these podcast episodes or consider consuming my content through the lens of personal growth. And not that something is wrong or that you need improvement in some areas. So this episode is all about like how you can seek self-growth and evolution without being like punitive or like thinking that there's actually, you know, something wrong with you. And I'm using air quotes and you can't see me, or that there's something wrong with you. Almost like you're judging yourself. And if you are in such a hurry to stop judging yourself, you'll only create more self-judgment. See, growth that is motivated by self-rejection or self-hatred, or if you're only doing something to change your life because you hate something about yourself so bad, it's only going to create more shame and self-rejection. So while there is this huge push right now for self-love and self-acceptance, like accepting and loving who we are right now, like our body, how we look, our size, our flaws, like everything, loving all of that, right? But then there's like an interesting tie to motherhood too, because don't we all want to be like more patient with our kids? Don't we all want to be more present with our kids? Don't we all want to be more loving and fantastic like wives and partners and more loving moms and present parents? Like I said, I think most of us do, but how do we get there? Well, first we have to accept what is. We have to accept where we are right now. Then getting curious about the present state that we're in and making tiny, small tweaks on what's working really, really well and maybe what's not working so well. So many of us come to a transformational practice like life coaching, for example, or to therapy or to a fitness regimen or to yoga or to any other transformational practice, let's call it, because you want to grow your capacity to be better. And let's be honest, a lot of times our better really means like fixed or good enough. It's so important to see that whatever reason that you're actually coming to your personal growth practice, again, that's coaching, whether it's fitness or yoga or therapy, whatever practice that you've come to that you're in search of, your own self-worthiness But fundamentally, whatever method you're choosing to use, whether that's, again, fitness, coaching, yoga, therapy, whatever method you're choosing, you're also using your mindset to fix your perceived flaw. So if you think that you aren't a good enough mother, you're like, I'm going to use thought work or I'm going to change my mindset to convince myself that I'm a decent enough mother, which will make me feel better about myself. Okay, here's a lateral example that we can all kind of tie into because it's about like weight loss. If you tell yourself that you want to eat a low-sugar diet so that you quote-unquote feel better, but what you don't realize is that often the real reason as to why you feel better is not because of what you're eating, but because when you manage to stick to the certain way of eating that you've identified, in this case like the low-sugar diet, and then when you keep a promise to yourself – you have completely different thoughts about yourself after doing that, okay? Obviously, certain foods do affect your mood and your body and your brain, and I'm not underestimating that, but the emotional impact of the thoughts that you have about yourself when you're actually keeping a promise to yourself. Let's say also maybe you're telling yourself that you want to use your phone less so you could be like a more present mom with your kids, but you're actually most motivated by the guilt that you create for yourself by thinking that if I was a better mother, I would be able to just pay attention more. So you really have to decipher what change you're trying to make for yourself and what are you really going after. The problem is that you can't expect to create real change or to grow from mixed motivations. You can't achieve a goal from mixed motivations. So As soon as you are trying to make a change for your life from a place of guilt or from shame or that what you're doing right now isn't good enough, it is impossible for you to change in a real way. Then what happens is you get even more frustrated because you, you know, you come to coaching or you come to this mindset work that you're doing with yourself to feel better about yourself. Then you feel shameful about the progress that you're not making about your own goals. And you're always going to create more of what you believe. So if you came to coaching or if you're starting to work on your mindset because you have the thought or the belief that you're like a hot mess mom that's too stressed out and you don't have enough time for yourself, so you want to develop some tools that make you feel less like a hot mess and more put together. But you, the person who wants to use the tools, haven't really changed the thoughts about yourself yet in order for your mindset shifts to work properly. Because if you, the person, still think that you're a stressed out, hot mess mom that doesn't have enough time for herself, but you're going to use some thought work to just create like new action, but not actually change the thoughts or get curious about the thoughts that created the fact that you think that you're a hot mess, like you're not going to explore those. You're just going to hop into action. You're going to hop into like, okay, I'm just going to pick a new thought now, That's never going to be sustainable and it's never going to work. And again, what this is going to do is create you quitting on your goal. It's going to create you feeling even more shameful and more guilty for not being able to stick to a plan just like you always do. Then you're going to be so hard on yourself. You're going to beat yourself up. And then you're just going to be like, you know, mindset work just doesn't work for me. Like you're just going to have that belief. Because what happened is that your thought error about yourself not having enough time or being a hot mess, whatever it is, it never changes. So then the minute that you don't magically transform like with the blink of an eye – You just think that it's more evidence, like your brain thinks it's more evidence to continue believing that you're just a hot mess and that you don't have enough time and that you're just so stressed and overwhelmed and that, you know, coaching and our mindset work doesn't work for you anyways. It never has. It never will. This is how you get stuck in that shame spiral. This is how you get stuck in the pattern of thinking like change is just too hard and I just can't do it. This is what happens. So let me talk to you about the part that you've missed. Let's say you've come to coaching or you've started to do mindset work to stop the thought that you are stressed out, hot mess mom, like the example that I just used above. And so you want to use coaching or you want to use a strategy or a skill to feel better about yourself and how you show up as a mom. But you skipped over the part where I teach you, my clients, how to be curious about your thoughts without any judgment. And then you skipped right to like a tool, like give me something, right? You're like, Caitlin, just give me something to fix myself or to fix my mindset. And what happens is shocker is the same exact thing that happened every other time that you've tried to set a goal for yourself to feel better. You don't keep up with it. You can't maintain it. This is because you really haven't done anything differently at the fundamental level. And this is where I teach my clients to First start off with just being compassionate with yourself and accept first how things currently are. Then you get curious about why you're stuck where you are. And if you've skipped those steps, your brain is so tricky. And what your brain will do is use your past failures to like discipline yourself to start again. And then you're so hard on yourself for not getting it right this time. And then you're convinced that, again, nothing works for you, that change just isn't happening and that it's impossible for you to change your life and it's never going to work. And then guilt enters the chat and then shame enters the chat. And I don't think I can ever say this enough in this podcast is when you try to change your life from a place of shame or thinking that what you're doing right now is not good enough. All that's going to happen is all that you're going to produce or create is more shame. If you start coaching and believe that you're trying to change yourself so that you don't want to feel shame, you're always going to end up feeling shame. This could be shame about, you know, how you're showing up as a mother or your progress on your goals or shame around, you know, how you handle stress or shame about your body, etc. Whatever it is for you. When you're motivated by shame, you're not questioning the thought that's causing your shame. You're more than likely trying to change your action so that you no longer feel shameful, which never works, by the way. But what will work and what does work is you're only ever going to feel better about yourself, aka less shame, when you change the thoughts that you have about yourself right now or the things that you believe to be true about you. When you can really look at those like deep down, like who do I think I am and what's causing me to feel shameful about what I'm feeling guilty about, then that's where change starts to happen. And it's not from a place of like, oh, I have this thing and I need to change it. It's like, oh, I wonder why I hate myself in this pair of jeans or I wonder why I feel so badly about myself when I flip out on my kids. I wonder why I handle stress like that. So those are the questions that you'd start to ask yourself in a really deep and meaningful way rather than being like, I hate that I flip out on my kids or I hate how stressed out I am. I need to change that because you're just changing your thought or you're just changing an action and you're not truly diving deep into what's causing you to have shame about the way that you're responding like that. I think that is the biggest takeaway that I want you to walk away from this episode and be like, okay, that makes sense. Okay, I get it now. It's really all about acknowledging where you are right now, accepting who you are without any judgment or without any self-criticism or without any self-hate, and then getting curious enough to wonder what is happening and to wonder what would happen if you started to do something differently. Let me show you a personal example of how I started to explore this for myself with curiosity as it relates to how I choose to spend my time and energy and my social life and how it's kind of evolved a little bit over the last year for me. Um, It really forced me to look at what I do with my time and how I spend my time, which, which for me was a definite huge catapult in my own personal growth because it forced me to really ask myself... How is it that I really want to spend my time? And if it was something that I really wanted to invest my energy in or invest my time in or invest my money in, and I started to think about like what truly and down to the bone, down to my soul makes me happy and or at peace. Those are the questions that I ask myself all the time is doing this thing is going out with this person is you know committing my time is saying yes to this thing is that really what I want to do is that going to make me happy and it's a simple question is that going to make me happy and sometimes we fall into habits of how we've been doing things in the past or you know socially how we hang out with people and you've been doing it for such a really long time and it's not necessarily what you want to be doing but it feels really hard to break away from it so Another takeaway from this episode is I really want you to start challenging yourself with like, oh, am I going to go hang out with these people or I'm going to go grab drinks with these people? Is that like, do I walk away from those interactions totally filled up and lifted up and excited to hang out with them again? Or is it just like, I'm going to do this because this is something that I've been doing for a really long time and it's not necessarily how I really want to be spending my time. I'd rather be like sitting on my couch and hanging with my family, or I'd rather be like sitting outside and reading or journaling or, you know, cleaning up my house or whatever it is, like however you want to spend your time. So the what I want you to ask yourself is, do I even want this or is it just my wiring? Is it just how my brain is wired? Do I really want to be doing this thing or is my brain just so used to doing it that that's what we're going to do? Start to challenge or to push back on what your brain is telling you that like, oh yeah, this is the right thing to do. Or are you even questioning it? Because our brains are lazy. Our brains are, they don't want to work harder than they're already working. They don't want to create new pathways. It's easier for you to stay in like the routine that you're in right now. It would rather just be chilling, doing exactly what you've been doing this whole entire time and being laid back. And maybe you'll get to that thing later. And I get it, it's a survival mechanism. This, our brains do this because. They want to keep us alive, but this isn't life or death situation. And you really got to push back in your brain sometimes because there is something in challenging your neuropathways to try to do something different. Like for example, um, if you've worked with me in a group coaching program, like you know that one of the things I invite you or challenge you to do is drive to work in a different route or to try to get ready, like the order in which you're getting ready every day, try to do that in a different way. So your brain is constantly used to you. Trying new things, whether it's a small thing or a big thing, trying new things in a different way. Because this is how our brains depend on us to be healthy brains and develop new ways of doing things. The ability to be flexible is so hard. It is so hard. But, or, and the ability to be flexible is the key to your happiness. It's the key to having good relationships and friendships. Being flexible is. The greatest way to better communication and a way more fulfilling life. So, learning to be flexible is something that's totally worth you putting yourself on the line for, and it's totally worth getting really curious about what you're doing in your life right now? Are you motivated for change from a place of guilt and shame? Or are you motivated for change because you love yourself so much and growth is like the only option for you? So coming back to my original question as to why I wanted to record this podcast episode on this topic in particular is, my question is how do you really love and accept yourself but still want to change it? Well, I think the answer is made clear in this episode is Because you love and accept where you are right now, you get to do things differently. Like you get to explore new avenues. You get to try things in a different way. And you'll see how your life unfolds in such a different way. And that is because you love yourself right now and accept yourself. And because you know that growth is just infinite and it's unlimited, you know that if you get really curious about exploring doing your life in a slightly different way or waking up tomorrow and having a slightly different thought and trying things in just a touch of a slightly different way, you know that your life could be totally different in a year from now, six months from now, even three months from now. It's a choice that you get to make. And it starts with curiosity, not with, I hate this thing about myself that I need to change it. Because we've learned in this episode that all you're doing when you're trying to change or when you're motivated to change from a place of guilt and shame and that this isn't good enough right now, you're only going to create more of what you have right now. So if you are looking to do something different... I want to talk to you. I want to explore this with you. I want to get curious with you. I want to teach you how to explore your thinking from a place of curiosity rather than self judgment and like self loathing or self hatred. And, and I want to help you get a better understanding of who you are right now and why you think that that you needs to change. If getting to know yourself in such a deeper, more intimate way is something that you're kind of like, oh, interested in a little bit then I want to connect with you and I want to maybe explore what it would be like to work in a one-on-one setting for coaching for the next six months. And again, your life could be going so freaking fantastically right now. And there could be a blind spot that you have that you haven't even, it's not even in your realm of consciousness. Or you could also be a mom that's really struggling right now to get to understand why you're doing the things you're doing or why you're always starting and stopping and quitting and starting and stopping and feeling just really hard on yourself right now. You could be both or you could be one or the other that I would love to work with in one on one coaching. So if that is you, there's always a link to um, book a free consult call with me in the show notes of this episode. And it's always in my Instagram bio again, which is linked in the show notes of this episode. I hope that you can take away from this podcast episode how to truly love and accept yourself right where you are right now. And that there's always room for growth so you can go on living even more confident like a mother. I love that episode. Thank you so much for hanging out with me for the last 20 or so minutes and really investing your time in your own growth, in your own curiosity. You guys, this means the most to me that you come back week after week to listen, to understand, to connect, to grow. You guys are the absolute best. If you love this episode, I would love it if you would share it on your social media channels or even just leave a message on iTunes. I always leave the link to iTunes so you can leave a rating or review for this episode because if you do that, it pushes it out to even more moms so that they can get the message and live confident like a mother too. It will never be lost to me that you choose to listen to this podcast. So thank you so much. And I will see you next week.